What's going on? Glad you have found us here on the Casey Press Box. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you smash that like button. Tell a friend. And make sure you get this great deal. They're giving away free money, basically, is how I look at it. From FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sponsor of the Casey Press Box. My name is Davo. He's the man. Sharp shooting, Killian White. All right, Killian. Week 10 of the NFL. Can't believe it's already here. If you haven't joined FanDuel Sportsbook yet, check out this offer. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 with our promo code BOX. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So you put $700. If you don't hit that, you get $700 in free bets back. Put $100, same thing. Put $1,000 up to that with our promo code BOX at sign up. Use that B-O-X. A no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, and you can combine bets for an even bigger payout with the same game parlay. doesn't have to be the same game, but you can do any sort of parlay you like. Uh, same games are really exciting, though. A lot of uh, fun mm-hmm. there. And then the app is super safe, super secure, easy to get your money in and out. You'll never have any go missing. Uh, FanDuel is very trustworthy, and you'll get paid fast. And now college basketball has started. I've been making some money the last couple of nights here on college basketball. We'll be talking about that here on the KC Press Box as the weeks pass. Um, but yeah, FanDuel Sportsbook has everything. NFL, college football, NBA, MMA soccer blah 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 on and on if it's played with a ball or is a competition you can basically bet on it with our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook so sign up with the promo code box for your no sweat first bet and make every moment more this season all year long with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL 21 plus in select states first online real money wager only refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling problem call 1-800-522-4 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. It's Dave O and Killian White's KC Press Box, powered by FanDuel. The KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Dave O and Killian White. That week nine of the NFL is over, Killian White. Not because we were wrong a lot. We were actually did pretty well if you go back and listen. But the problem was I had bad beat after bad beat on the games I did bet. And I can't wait to talk about this. I got a lot of venting to do today, Killian. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I know exactly what we're going to talk about. It was a terrible beat. I've got, well, I've got three of them, to be honest. But one in particular. There's there's several of them. Um, so, yeah. How, how are you, first of all? Before we, I, I want to go basically right into bad beats this week. I'm just, I, I've got to get some venting for a few minutes. I'm going to feel better. I kind of feel like you're my therapist this week. <laughs> no, happy to listen. I had a few, too. Uh, the week was okay overall. Pretty good fantasy week. Uh, not a great sports betting week. Uh, saved it by putting some money on the Mahomes anytime touchdown. But, uh, but yeah, not a terrible week. Looking forward to hearing uh, what happened Ugh. to you. It was not fun. It was not fun. Again, I did hit several of my bets. The problem was I well, let's just get into it here. There, there's one game, there's one team in particular that really effed my entire weekend. We'll talk about them, but I'm gonna start with the lock of the week, which we lost this week, man. We we were on a big run of five out of six. I guess we were due for a lock. We're still at 65%. We now are at 35 wins and 19 losses lifetime over the last couple of years on the lock of the week. And that's because we had the Las Vegas Raiders minus one and a half. I mean, I didn't text you this because I, I didn't want to jinx it. They went up 17 nothing, and it was a third of the way through the game. It was like eight minutes left in the second quarter. Then the then the uh, Jaguars scored a touchdown to make it 17-7. The Raiders got a field goal. So they went even at, at the half, they were even up by 13 points, right? So 
I have no idea what happened. The Raiders didn't score in the second half outside of three points. No, they didn't score at all. Sorry, they didn't score in the second half. Yeah, because they had 20 at halftime. Didn't score a single point in the second half. They were running up and down the field early on. Um, Derek Carr at the end of the first half missed a wide open Amir Abdullah by trying to be Steph Curry falling away in a three with follow through. Tried to like throw this beautiful back shoulder pass that was like four yards underthrown and Carr looked like an idiot backpedaling after he threw it acting like he made this dime. That guy is so bad, by the way. I've been telling you this for anybody who will listen that he is like the prototypical. He's like Matt Ryan back in the day without the MVP and without, you know, the Super Bowl and all that. Like, it's like the guy is just puts up numbers, but he's not a good quarterback. Like, he's consistently in that 18 to 20 range of quarterbacks, and he's just annoying because he thinks he's good, right? I, yeah. so, he Doesn't he just annoy you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that kind of have that, that He's persona. just a loser. Okay, yeah. here, question for you right now. Who would you take if you were starting a team, Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr? I guess Kirk Cousins. I think is so, too. a little too. bit younger? Or? Yeah. Cousins might be older, actually. They're about. The, really? I think he might be. They're about the same, though. But yeah, it's like he's just in that that little range. Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr? Uh, I don't know. I take Garoppolo. Unfortunately, I don't think he's good either. But well, yeah. But I mean, that's my point. Like anyway, screw you, Raiders. They're not the ones I'm most mad at, though. I mean that that was our lock of the week. I, but the thing is, here's something else I did. So that that was the biggest straight bet that I had in. Mm-hmm. However. Now, and I've talked about this in our Sportsbook 101 lessons before. Be careful when you start tag teaming one team or one bet on several different tickets. Meaning, if you take a team on a parlay and a teaser and a straight, like if that team happens to crumble, well, you've just lost. Even if you do well on the rest of your ticket, which I did, I had four different tickets with the Buffalo Bills on it on the money line. It was minus one and a half. So I had four different tickets. The Bills just had to win the game by two points as what? It was a was it a 13 point? No, it was a 12, 12 and a half point. I think it closed at yeah. favorite in that game game so they just had to win the game by two points right i mean against the jets who had a depleted offensive line and the freaking bills lose outright they, they pin it even pin them deep and have a chance to win at the end they pin them on their own four and they let the jets run up and down the field and score a touchdown 96 yard touchdown drive um and I, I learned my own lesson. I knew it. I, I know you've got to be careful doing that, Killian, but I was so con- – and to me, there's no absolute, like, rules in sports betting that you always do this or always do that. There's things you try to follow. Right, exceptions. In general, I don't want to put – and that's probably actually the first time this year I've done that where I put a, a team on several different tickets. But the problem was I had them with the Seahawks and Bengals on one. I had them with the Seahawks and Rams and all those hit because they were teasers. So I, I would have hit all of these teasers. I had them with the Chiefs and the Eagles on one, and the Chiefs ended up coming through. So it's like the Bills – single-handedly cost me my weekend. Had they just won the game, I would have had another massive weekend for the fourth week in a row. So the Buffalo Bills, screw you. I hope you lose every game the rest of the season. Uh, you <laughs> would know, be good for the Chiefs. I hope Josh Allen's fine in three weeks. We, do we have any late-breaking update on that, by uh, the way? I just saw he's not practicing today, but that's not really that much information. So we think he's probably out this week. Probably. The line's down like five points from where it opened against the Vikings. And we'll go over yeah, that game in all of them, every I mean, game it gets a spread later on here. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting one if he's out. I mean, we'll, yeah, like you said, we'll get to it. We're going to assume he is. Yeah. When we do the analysis. Mm-hmm. My third bad beat of the week, and probably this is probably the one you're thinking of. So I'm like, okay, it's Sunday night football. I, I'm not comfortable taking the Chiefs by, I think it was at 14, actually, is what it closed at. Or that's what it was when I went over to Kansas on Sunday around 6.30 p.m. So I'm like, you know, I think the Chiefs will probably cover the 14, but I don't love betting on a team that many points. And, and I was right. They didn't cover that. I mean, you know, I wasn't right, but I was right in not betting on that particular right. bet because I just mm-hmm. didn't feel comfortable with it. The Malik Willis thing was such a wild card. Yeah. You know, you didn't know what was going to happen. He came out and looked pretty decent, especially they, they came out throwing what shocked the Chiefs, I think, the first couple possessions. But so I'm like, you know, let's build a same game parlay that's essentially 
plus 110 or whatever, you know, that mm. should hit. So I put in the Chiefs on the money line, right? There's right. a four-leg same-game parlay. Chiefs on the money line, good, right? Mm-hmm. Chiefs over 19.5 points, which in theory, they should have scored a lot more than the exact 20. It hit at least, but right. it's it, the fact that they didn't even have that, I mean, if they would have had a competent kicker, it would have hit easily, probably. Um, and then the third thing was I had Travis Kelsey over 59.5 receiving yards, which um, I think he, he was He almost at, broke 100 if he didn't. Yeah, I think I think at halftime, I think he had it at halftime, actually. Mm-hmm. He either had it at halftime or he was within like five. You know, he had it at halftime. Gotcha, he okay. was already above it. I think he had 72 or something at halftime. So that hit... And the other one was the one I thought was the easiest bet of the whole ticket. Patrick Mahomes throws two touchdowns or more. He threw one early on to uh, McCole Hardman, but then the only other touchdown they scored was a 15-yard or so rushing touchdown by Patrick Mahomes, which you won money right. on. Congratulations. Thank you. Plus 550, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then I lose that. Like That, to me, was a bad beat. Like How does Patrick Mahomes not throw two touchdown passes as a 14-point favorite? You know, and then the, the other one he runs in. Has he even run one in this year? Uh, that's either his first or second. He hasn't. He hasn't run a ton this year. Yeah, probably smart. You got to you admit know. those are three pretty bad beats, right? The Raiders oh, are up seventeen yeah. nothing. The Bills as a is a thirteen point favorite. I mean, that's. I mean, maybe you can say it's not a bad beat, but it kind of is a bad beat. But then the Mahomes thing. Like I just felt like I and we talked about it last week. Remember I told you it'd been a few weeks since I had a bad beat, and I go I'm due. And yeah. boy, was I right. Well, <laughs> hopefully you got them all out at once. It looks like at least. I hope. How about you? Did you have any? Uh, I mean. The the Raiders was actually the one I was thinking of, and it's just it's not like a like a last second thing or whatever. It's just that they were up, like you said, twenty to nothing, right? At half it was seventeen, 17. and then twenty to seven. Oh, 27. Well, in any case, I mean, you felt so safe, like I stopped kind of paying attention. I to mean, I game. thought it was a pretty safe bet. Yeah. When, when, honestly, when they got up seventeen nothing, and there was ten minutes left, that's the one third mark of the game. I remember thinking to myself, like this, because this is over. Like, yeah, right? Basically, and, they scored ten more points the rest of the game. It's over. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And they didn't score again. They only scored three more before the half, when you know, but that's yeah. it. And Devontae Adams tore them up in the first half, and then it was quiet. Because Derek Carr is so bad. Yeah. He is so bad. The dude can't pass gas, dude. He's horrible out there. I mean, he's missing guys all day. So that was yours then, just the Raiders? I mean, I, yeah. I count that as a bad beat. Yeah, I mean, I lost a little money on the uh, – had a couple, like, parlays teasers with – I mean, I guess the, the technical the ESPN too. version of bad beat is the last, last play, play of the game right. or something. So, But th- those are th- – with the NFL, you're not going to have that many true – Bad yeah, beats. Not. It's more of a college thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, before we get to week 10, we're going to preview every game against the spread. Just start and set all that good stuff. College football threesome coming up. The Chiefs game, Killian, in week nine. Let's talk about this. We ended up with a win, but it was obviously way, way closer than it probably should have been. Went to overtime, 20 to 17. It seems like the Chiefs consistently, I mean, there was the Colts game and the Bills game that didn't, that didn't make this, you know, true for an absolute. But it seems like the Chiefs pretty much find a way to win all of these games that are kind of mucked up. Right, you know, it's like, and I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, they're not the dominating force that they were a few years ago, as far as like coming out and, and margin of victory. They're right, not covering yeah. very often. Um, not that that's a true marker of being dominant, but you know what I'm saying. Like they're they're eking by most of these games, right? Would you agree with that? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, they find ways to win, though. Like they get down in these games. I mean, consistently they, they were down ten nothing in San Francisco. They were down. What was the other game? They were down uh, the night game. The Chargers, right? Chargers, yeah. Chargers and Chargers night. last year at. The Chargers, remember that yeah. one? They had a massive comeback during our company Christmas party. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun game. I mean, you go across, it's like in the playoffs, the year they lost to the Niners in the Super Bowl, they were down big against the Titans, they were down against the Texans, I mean, the Browns. And I'm just saying this group has a kind of a history of more times than not when the game is mucked up and it doesn't look great. They still come out more times than not, probably three out of four times. I'd love to see the actual percent on that, but it probably is more like two-thirds to three-fourths, something around a 700 winning percentage. 
So there's something to be said about that. So I guess my question for you about that game, were you were you there's two options here. Were you more disappointed in the game or were you impressed that they found a way to tough out a win? I don't know. I mean, the initial reaction is probably disappointed, but Malik Willis played okay. Derrick Henry is still Derrick Henry. Their defense did okay. I mean, it is it's good that we keep winning these games. It's a good sign. I mean, once it doesn't mean much, but we have done it over and over the season and it goes back to coaching and it goes back to Mahomes and all that. Um Overall, I would say I'm still a little bit more disappointed, and that goes to the bets, I guess, a little bit, too. Um, but no, I don't think it's too much to worry about. And like they said the entire game, uh, the Titans always play as close, no matter what, where they're at. They're just so tough. I mean, they mug yeah. us all the time. They probably could have called another five or six illegal contacts and holds. Right. They're mugging us all up and down the field. Mm. You know, that's a Mike Vrabel thing. Are the, Okay, so here's a Titans question for you. Are the Titans better? With Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis, and what would you do going forward? I mean, you probably have to go to Tannehill, right? Since they're right, yeah. in the, they're in first place in the division. They don't want to punt the year. To, but does does Willis give them a better chance right now than Tannehill does? That's a tough one. I, there's not a whole lot to look at. Uh, I, yeah, like you said, I feel like you got to start Tannehill still. Um, yeah. But I mean, keep giving Willis work in practice. Like I mean, watch where he's at. I don't. I he's don't starting know. next year, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So this is Tannehill's last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Tannehill can go to the Raiders because Carr's done after this year. That seems it doesn't seem like Tannehill will play for the Raiders. <laughs> just I can seems, see it. Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry destroyed the Chiefs' defense, six point eight yards per carry. Why did he only have seventeen totes? He went seventeen for one hundred and fifteen yards and two touchdowns. Never caught a ball. Was never targeted mm-hmm. in the passing game. Which I thought about betting that it was like I think his over was one and a half and like fourteen and a half receiving yards. I was like God, because I was thinking in my head game script that Chiefs will be up by ten to seventeen and surely they'll just they'll dump the ball off yeah. with a rookie quarterback and make it easy in a tough environment. No, I mean. We talked about this the other day. The Titans didn't have a single wide receiver reception the entire game. That's crazy. Just a couple of tight ends and a couple of running backs. Which I did see Traylon Burks is off IR today, so he'll be back. Not that that's going to change everything. Are you just? I mean, you're not dropping him, but is Robert Woods just unstartable right now? Yeah, he hasn't had a great year. There's been a couple weeks he's fantasy viable, but yeah, he's a bench. I feel like you could just pick up somebody off the waiver wire, like go pick up the same. Yeah, go pick up Chase Claypool or Jarvis Landry when he gets healthy or something. Yeah, you know. I'm really, I'm really surprised that they didn't utilize Henry more in that. And then offensively, the Chiefs struggled mightily, like we talked about against the physical play. But that's weird to say too, right? Because listen to this. So Patrick Mahomes threw a career high 68 times. I don't know why they couldn't just throw. That, yeah. Don't know why they couldn't have done it one more time, but uh, 68 times, 446 yards. So the dude threw for 450 in this game. And then you look at, uh, and he rushed it too, six totes for 63 in a tutty. Travis Kelsey, 10 catches for 106. Juju Smith-Schuster, don't look now, becoming a very reliable fantasy football high-end wide receiver, too. Look at his stat line the last three games. This week, 10 for 88. Hardman, 6 for 79 and 1. But Killian, like the weird thing about this was they put up numbers. If I would have told you that before the game, without telling you how many points they scored, you would have said, Mahomes threw for 450. They probably put up, what, 35, 40 points at least, right? But which I mean, like you said, some of that goes back to we missed a couple of kicks. It would have been a little bit higher. There's a few but, things. But there's still. that. There's the fact that our defense never really turned them over. We never had a short field in this game. Did you notice that they were yeah, always no, having was, to go yeah. like the whole field? So like I think that's something else. Is it's just harder to go 80, 90 yards unless you're the Bills playing against, or sorry, the Jets playing against right. the Bills. Apparently, no, I'm not. I'm not angry about that still. But like I, I feel like the the problem, quote unquote, in this game was Mahomes did get sacked four times. He was running for his life a, a decent amount of the time. 
Some of that was definitely our tackles are just not playing well. I mean, Wiley, no, Wiley. And, and Brown. Yeah. I, Brown's a different talk for a different day. I mean, I don't know if you I mean, just walk away from him after this year. I don't think you tag him. I'm not tagging him and giving him that much money. And certainly I'm not giving him close to what you offered him before the season. Wiley is not a tackle. He's a guard, and Niang can never get healthy. So they're going to have to dress right tackle um, in the offseason. So some of it was the tackles, but then... I think some of it too, Killian, was that they there were some coverage sacks. I think the wide oh, receivers were, yeah. are struggling to get open. Like, mm-hmm. so did, did the did the offense really struggle in this game or not? Like, I'm trying to figure this out because I feel like they kind of did though. I feel I, I think the numbers were almost. I always make fun of Derek Carr for having empty numbers, like meaningless big yeah. numbers. But like, like were these kind of like empty numbers? Did the offense actually struggle in this game, or did they just get unlucky, or what happened here? That's a tough one too. I don't. Yeah, I would say they have to struggle a little bit because I mean they couldn't punch it in, and that we kept getting bogged down. And it is a long field too, and the missed kicks. But I mean, yeah, the numbers aren't really representative of how the game went. By the way, going back to my bad beat on Mahomes, I should have mentioned they had three chances at first and goal for him to throw a touchdown pass and for me to win everything. And it was incomplete, incomplete, and incomplete. They threw the ball three times from the eight-yard line. Like I thought, for it, it, the worst part about that bad beat was I, I, it, I, I got teased. It went yeah. to overtime, and I'm like, I'm There's like, my chance. only, my yeah. only chance we got to win the coin toss because the first team that gets the ball is six and it's over. But yeah. if the Titans get it first and let's say kick a field goal or whatever, and then, but it, you know if the Titans don't score, the Chiefs are going to probably kick, kick field a field goal, goal on fourth right. down. So I'm like, so then they got the ball first. Then they had first and goal clean. I was like, I'm going to freaking get this. And then, yeah. Uh, I'm just ready for week 10, man. Before we get to week 10, we're going to start that next here. Your three main takeaways from week nine. I'll start this week here. Injured or not, my first takeaway, Josh Allen is struggling, man. I mean, two more picks this week after two the week before. He's throwing them in the red zone. He's looking like YOLO like he did as a rookie. Um, and then the Bills are, and I'm not saying he's broken or anything. I'm just saying he's struggling. Right. And then the Bills have a problem against the run. 198 yards against the Jets. 200 and was it 208? 208 the week before against the Packers. I mean, the Jets didn't have an offensive line. They had a, a, a battered offensive line. The Packers had no passing game, and Aaron Jones had 7.2 yards per carry the week before for 143 on 20 totes. So I think the Bills, my first takeaway, are not as invincible as we thought they were. I still think I still think they're going to be a problem, and, and, but but that can all hinge on how long Josh Allen's out for too. I mean, if they end up losing two or three games more, you know, then they're not going to get home field, and I think they become a little bit less of a problem. Some of that's dependent on where OBJ goes too. Although I'm not com- completely sold that OBJ is going to be that big of a factor this year. It's week right, ten. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take him two weeks once he becomes clear to play before he knows the playbook and can play. At the earliest, he's going to play is week thirteen for whoever he goes to. I mean, there's only four weeks after that, and, and we don't know that he'll actually recover. So I almost, I almost kind of think that OBJ is just like the shiny one move that's left, and people think he's. Like, I, I don't even know if he's really that big of a. Uh, this year, at least, that big of a difference maker. Do I want him? Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm I'm going to be Mostly happy just so other people can't have him. Well, yeah, uh, exactly. So that's my first thing is I, I and I actually think the Dolphins could now win that division. And remember, Buffalo's zero and two in division now, bro. Yeah. So if the Dolphins get them one more time, and let's say the Patriots get them once, they're not going to win that division. Right. Yeah. So I mean. Anyway, second thing, Green Bay is not a playoff team. Aaron Rodgers is a is broken and has a new excuse every week. Blame somebody else. This week it was, you know, he threw what three picks, two of them inside the ten. This yeah. week it was, oh, it'd be nice if I wasn't leading the team in rushing. Yeah, okay, Rodgers, whatever you say, buddy. It's always somebody else's fault. And number three, what in God's name are the Colts doing hiring Jeff Saturday? 
who has no coaching experience at any level. You've got Reggie Wayne on the staff, like a Colts Hall of Famer who's on the staff with all these years of experience, just as popular. And they give it to Jeff Saturday because he's a quote unquote consultant. A, there's that, but B, I think it's time to go back to Matt Ryan. Did you? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Did you see that? Uh, apparently, he has coached at uh, a, a one level. It's high school. Oh, I'm sorry. And he was like three and seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Season. Yeah. So, it wasn't so he went good. three and seven as a high school coach, and now he's, now I'm yeah. supposed to believe. I mean, if it weren't the Raiders that they're playing this week, it'd be a no brainer to bet against them. We'll talk about that right, in a little bit. Yeah, that's an interesting one that's yeah. coming up too. For but sure. what were your takeaways before we get started here? Okay, yeah, uh, the Chiefs won kind of along the same lines of what you're saying with uh, the Bills. I mean, the Chiefs are back in the hunt for that home field playoff advantage. Uh, it's looking pretty good now. Um, I saw that Mahomes is also uh, the favorite now to win MVP. So, yeah. you know, Chiefs are on the come up. Things are looking good. I would love to win some games more convincingly, but I like where we're at overall. Um, yeah, we're kind of along the same lines. Another coach firing uh, that makes it two this year. Uh, I think that maybe Josh McDaniels is next. It's I can see it. Like, I mean, uh What's Maybe it? Nathaniel Hackett at the end of the Nathan- year. Nathaniel Hackett's looking like he might be able to hold on for the year. Uh, Probably. They keep winning when they shouldn't. <laughs> but they, sh- they keep losing, too. And I mean, it's, it's less just... egg on their face if they wait longer. Right. That's a good point, too. Yeah. And, I mean, they already have egg with Russell probably, too. So. That's true. They can blame somebody else. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, no, I think that uh, Josh McDaniels is probably next. But there's going to be three or four more than this year, definitely. Does Cliff Kingsbury make it to the end of the year, or is he after the year? Uh, I'll, get, I'll say he makes it through the end of the year. Okay. Because, I, I don't know, they're not looking good, though. I don't know. And then uh, the Bears, it looks like they they figured out how to stop Henry and Justin Fields. And uh, like he's kind of looking how he expected to. I think even with his awful start, uh, with some of the injuries we're seeing, the people not playing full seasons because they're getting subbed out and stuff, he will probably finish as like a top 10 QB. Because they're finally, we talked about this, they're finally scheming plays for him and allowing him to be him instead of trying to make him like a pocket passer where he's not allowed to move. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, that they're going to have to have him run less because he cannot keep running this much. He, He won't hold up if he keeps. I'm not saying, and I know that's why he's so good, but I mean, I think there's a fine line between how many rushes did he have this week? I don't know, but he broke the. I know he broke the NFL rushing record for a quarterback. Let me take a look here and see how many rushes he had here, real quick, just because I'm wondering. But yeah, like less design runs, maybe, and kind of let him. I mean, he ran it 15 times, bro. That's a lot. I mean, you can't. I mean, that's that's a that's a low end RB one workload. Yeah, I mean, I know he gets out of bounds and scores touchdowns. So probably six of them he didn't get touched, but like. Yeah, you're not going to be able to make a habit of that. Defenses right. in the NFL will adjust enough. It doesn't matter how elite you are, and I don't think he'll ever probably have a 15 for 178 again yeah. in his career. But certainly, if you picked him up on waivers a few weeks ago, congratulations. I actually ended up beating him. So I was playing in, my, in our season long that we're in. Um, the guy I was playing had him, and I'm like, oh, God. Are you kidding me? Puts up 45. But then luckily I had Patrick Mahomes um, put up 38, I think, 37 or 38. So I, I almost watched that. Yeah, I they like QB1 and QB2 yeah. this week. Yeah. But then the bat, and I had Kamara going still. I needed like seven points from Kamara, and he barely got it. Yeah, he it. didn't have a great week. I went by like a point. Yeah. Yeah. Kamara was just awful. He also didn't get thrown many balls, which no, I know, don't, obviously contributes. What did they do the week before? They threw the ball to him and they went. I don't want to talk about yeah. it. Let's go to week 10. <laughs> All right, week ten. Let me get over to the. NFL. Actually, I made money on Baltimore. That's I will for full transparency. That's the one pick I changed last week. We we're recording this on Wednesday again this week, which I don't like to do normally because I want more news. But because of our schedules and we got the holidays coming up, there might be a couple more Wednesdays. So full transparency, I did that game was we recorded this a week ago on a Wednesday, and the game wasn't until Monday. So I, I did change um, about Monday. You and I kind of talked some more about it. You opened my eyes to some things. I'll give you credit for that pick. So you saved me there. I ended up going with with you on the Ravens and winning. So thank you, Sharpshooter. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. All right, first game uh, is tomorrow night because we're recording on Wednesday, like you said. Uh, Panthers at home, plus three against the Falcons. 
So, Over under 42 and a half. What's the deal with the Panthers? We we <laughs> talked about their defense last week, how it was a sneaky, underrated unit, and then they go out and get torched and let Joe Mixon have one of the top three fantasy running back days in the history. Yeah. I mean, what do you have, five touchdowns? Five touchdowns. And just destroyed. And they looked awful out there. Um, the Falcons, meanwhile, are not a team that's really going to light up the scoreboard. But in this game, Killian, I, I think the Falcons come through in this. I think the Falcons are actually a pretty good bet yeah. um, in this game. I I, I I like that they're starting, by the way, the Falcons. You see that Kyle Pitts led the league tight ends in air yards. I did, yeah. He just can't get in the ball. It was like 170. Well, he missed him wide open for like yeah, a 50-yarder. And then Pitts dropped like a 30-yarder, yeah. right, hit him right in the hands. But, you know, Carolina's not an imposing place to play. I'd probably like to, I'd probably like the Falcons a little bit more if they were at home. So I'm not strong on this game by any means. Um, I'm not even sure if I'll bet this game necessarily. I still might. I'll look more into it. Um, this is kind of first look on a Wednesday. But minus three for the Falcons, I think, is the play in this game. Yeah, I like the minus three, too. Um, Patterson's a big – by the way, having Patterson back yeah, is big no, for he, them. He's a, like he's the real deal, apparently, on that team, which is weird because for years he wasn't with other teams. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, no, I'll take the Falcons. Uh, don't love it, but I do like it. Uh, they are still – uh, only one loss against the spread, and that was that crazy. Uh, what was it the last oh, second? Hail Mary. Yeah, the last second Hail Mary. Uh, DJ Moore. Yeah, from DJ Moore is the only thing that. How are these teams already playing again? Yeah, I don't know. That I was mean, two weeks ago. Well, they're, I mean, they're conference, right? right? Yeah, but that was two but, weeks ago, yeah, right? I mean, there, there are some like that, but yeah. And also, uh, one other thing do we think Baker Mayfield is starting in this game? It kind of sounds like it does. It's, I think he's going to start again. This is Wednesday, but I think Baker Mayfield will get the start in this game. Also, PJ get hurt? they oh, benched him at halftime, oh, so I'm oh, pretty right. sure. Yeah, Steve yeah. Wilkes had said, um, "We're not sure yet." I'm pretty sure yeah. it's going to be Mayfield. I don't think it matters. I, I mean, they just got a whole bunch of mid quarterbacks. If don't anything, they? I think PJ Walker might be better. And and I was a Baker Mayfield truther as recently as preseason this yeah, year. I remember, I was but I'm, I've turned the page on him, and and I you know I think he should as well in this game. So let's we're both rolling with the Falcons here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, we got the Buccaneers at home, uh, minus three against the Seahawks, over under forty four and a half. Well, so technically, this is actually in Germany. Oh, that's right. So yeah. No, so that's so there's no point. home team in this game. But that I get what you're saying. It, it was technically Tampa's home game, so no, they're right. considered, they're the, considered the home team. Yeah. But yeah, this game's in Germany, so that does confuse things a little bit. I mean, that that makes it for a weird week. They probably don't even get used to the time change till about Friday. They both flew over there Sunday the, night. The Seahawks have what three or four more hours to change though. Yeah, that's Being true. For the East Coast. So how, how I've never actually gone on a Europe trip. What do you think it takes? About three days for your body to get used to it? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you can get used to it a little less. Although, you know, when I was there, I wasn't planning on doing uh, elite athletics. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but, you, I mean, around. if they went, if they were there even Monday, you would oh, think yeah, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, at the latest by Friday. So they, sh- they should be okay. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that whoever on their team made that decision made it much more fun. As a plan. Were t- you know, they, they've planned all that out into it. But, yeah. Uh, so it's three for the Bucks, you say? Three for the Bucks. So this is an interesting game. Um, there's a lot to unpack here with both teams. So Tampa Bay, another Brady come from behind, shocking win against the Rams. They hadn't done anything all day. And as much as I despise Brady, you got to give him credit there. I don't know why the Rams were just letting them go out of bounds that last drive, and mm-hmm. uh, they didn't play it real well. But you still got to give credit to Brady on that. I, I, I am shocked. I'm going to start betting Chris Godwin anytime touchdown every week from now on. He still doesn't have one. We're in week 10. They still only put him at like plus 150, though. I know, but you, I think you just start taking it right, now. Yeah. I mean, like, do you really think Chris Godwin's going to go a full season without a touchdown? I hope not. <laughs> he probably gets it this week. The Seahawks don't have a great – it's a decent secondary, and they did actually slow down um, DeAndre Hopkins, the rookie out there yeah. on the side there. What the hell's that guy's name? I'm having a brain fart. But the rookie there outside of the corner really shut down Hopkins on the left side there. Hopkins always lines up on the left. 
Um, Seattle's well coached. Pete Carroll's a really good coach. I don't love him necessarily. He annoys me, but he is a great coach. Um, Todd Bowles on the other side, uh, the jury remains out. This is a disappointing team. The offensive line is still not good um, for the Bucks. We're starting to see Fournette not put up the numbers he has. Some of that's been the defense and the fact they can't block. And Rashad mm-hmm. White's getting a little bit more involved. I think he had five catches, seven targets, something like that last week. Um, so it, when the Bucks have the ball against the Seahawks, but with all that said, I think the Bucks are able to move the ball better in this game. And conversely, on the other side, I don't know that Kenneth Walker is going to be able to run. I mean, you you can run against Tampa. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the Rams do, do a better job. The Rams can't run the football at all. And they actually did for their, they didn't put up great numbers, but for their standards, they ran the ball better last week. I don't know though that Seattle is going to be able to run the ball that well. I hate to do this. Because I accidentally put money on the Seahawks money line, by the way, last week. I, I put it's only fifty. I was adding money at the last second, but I threw fifty. I'm like, I want fifty more on them this week. They're gonna win out, right? Which they did last week. Yeah. Against the we Cardinals. Did, we but, did both win that. Bet. But I actually put fifty bucks on the Seahawks for this week, which I didn't realize. Huh. So the the thing is I think Tampa wins this game. I think Tampa covers the minus three. I think Tampa's finally able to move the ball a little bit in this game. Brady is going to have a better game passing the ball. I don't think the Seahawks are going to be able to run the ball like they want to, and I don't know that Geno Smith. I, I'm not super confident in this game, but I do like the Bucks in this game. I think the Bucks minus three is the play here. Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm not super. I'm not super heavy on it, but they've been looking good. The Bucks have not. Um, Seahawks are one of the best stories in the NFL. Oh yeah, the Eagles absolutely. and the and Seahawks. I, I mean, probably. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. I think he'll have an okay day. Not like last week. I mean, he, he's been. He's, I mean, he's probably going to be offensive rookie of the year, but um, him or Damian Pierce. Yeah, I was going to say Damian Pierce. Yeah. And Olave's got an Olave's, outside. Olave's, yeah, an outside chance. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think that the uh, Seahawks, I don't know if they win, but I'll pick them to cover if I have to pick. Really? Yeah. Okay. And they've been, they've been uh, them and the Titans. I like the over in this game, too, by the way. I like the 44 and a half on this. 44 and a half of the over, yeah. Yeah, I would take the over in that game, too. Okay, yeah, like that. Uh, next, we got the Chiefs at home. Uh, minus nine and a half versus uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars o- over under a 50 and a half. So Jacksonville's <clears throat> Jacksonville's tricky because right. th- we talk about their offense is underrated. Like they've got some pieces there. I mean, we've seen Travis Etienne. I mean, even before the James Robinson deal, but man, the dude just looks good. He's shifty out there. He's fast. I don't yeah. know how he'll hold up over a full season, getting 20 totes a week. And how many years he can do this. But right now, he's the thing. I mean, he's good. They got Zay Jones back from injury with Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. I mean, my point is they have they don't have any superstars, Jacksonville, but they've got these just solid guys across the board, right? right. I mean, they've got a whole bunch of number two receivers. Like, I'm, well, Kirk's a bordering a true number one, probably a really good number two receiver. I would say Marvin Jones is probably a good number two, and then or a low end number two, I should say. Yeah. And then Zay Jones is like in that three. Evan Ingram's probably a low end tight end one, high end tight end two, and the Etienne's probably an RB one. Yeah. So they've kind of just got like really solid to good weapons. So it's it's a team that the Chiefs probably. I'm not going to say they're going to have trouble with, but I, I don't know that the Chiefs are going to dominate this game. The 9.5, it does feel like a defense Patrick Mahomes should really be able to get right. If you want to take the two-plus touchdowns, <laughs> I think that <laughs> would hit this week. week. Right? Yeah. The passing touchdowns, no. I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to be, uh, be able to cover the spread. Um, the thing is, I will say, at minus three, it's a lock. Yeah. You, get them on a, you, you could even do a six-and-a-half-point teaser and do a two-teamer or even, you know, you know, like it's minus one thirty or minus one twenty. I think it's minus one thirty for a six and a half. So if you want to add a third team, it becomes plus money. Right. Which I did last week. I think it's like plus one forty or one fifty if you add a third team at six and a half point teaser. Yeah. The problem is though, there aren't a ton of games at first glance, and the lines may move some, and some injury news may come out, and some other stuff. But at first glance, there's not a ton of teasing 
teasable games, I don't feel like, this week. I think it's kind of the opposite of last week. So I, I do think the Chiefs are a lock on the minus three, and I think it's okay if you want to ride with them and try them at minus nine and a half. I'm cool with that. Um, but, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, I like them at nine and a half, too. I, I mean, you never know really which Jaguars team you're going to get. Or... And which Lawrence you're going to get. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, you don't know how the Chiefs are going to win. We've had these games where we've blown people out that are good teams. Yeah. Uh, we've had, you know, not as good teams we played close. But, yeah, I like them to cover this. I think that they get right. I think Mahomes has another big day stat-wise, but we're able to get in the box a little easier. This, Travis Kelsey didn't score a touchdown. I think two games in a row he doesn't have one. He, he didn't score against the Niners, did he, or did he? No, he uh, did against the Niners. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know. He, he did not this week. For yeah, sure, but I think, I think he gets. I think he gets in the box this week. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, he, he's always like minus one forty or something to get. Is in the it box. almost time to go back to your boy Jody? Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't. I mean, there's just so many. Did weapons. he play last week? Said, he's hurt right now. I think. But, oh yeah, I was gonna say I don't but, think he's active. Um, there's just so many weapons now. I don't know. You know, Noah Gray. It feels like who's going to be the next obscure guy to get a touchdown? Well, Justin Watson's always a long shot. Is Nick Allegretti even a, on I there? I don't see. I don't know. Like I feel, isn't he like an eligible receiver sometimes? I feel yeah. like I feel like Nick Allegretti touchdowns coming before the season ends. Is it when's the Kadarius Tony touchdown? Is that this week? Because they're gonna they're gonna want to get him on the first play of the game. They came out and threw it to yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say this is a good week for it. I like that. Maybe one more. Yeah, I don't think. Maybe the, give him one more week. I don't think the lines are out for that yet, but I, yeah, I like that. I'm sure I would p- say it probably takes him one more week before he pretty much knows the playbook and they can put him out there with no training wheels. I think yeah. maybe he, he could be monitored uh, or li- limited, I should say, one more week. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next game I like a lot. Uh, we've got the Giants minus four and a half at home versus the Texans. So I know you're on the Giants on this one. Right. I mean, I, I think. I think this game, this is a game you either bet on the Giants or you stay away. I mean, I think you got to be out of your mind to take the Texans. With that said, I'm not that strong on the Giants in this one. Really, something just seems fishy about I, this team. Six and two, are they, are they really that good? I mean, they're a much improved team and they're a playoff team, but are they really like this? Just smells weird to me. The four and a half smells weird. I don't right, love who the do you number. Think is better, the Jets, or the Giants, the Jets. Yes, I do. I think the Jets' defense is better. Yeah, I mean, I think the Jets' defense is actually pretty underrated. I think they're Mark good. Gardner's been amazing. I mean, I mean, the Jets were able to line up and and just. I mean, their their defense is actually good. The Jets, yeah. I they're actually a playoff team. And remember, before the year, I did tell you they, that I thought they were going to win like eight games this year. Mm-hmm. I did say that before the year. Now I didn't think they'd be this good. Yeah, but I knew their defense was going to be good. I, I'm still not sold on Zach Wilson. Um, Brees Hall is a big loss. I don't. I don't think this team wins the division or anything. I think they probably sneak in the playoffs. The Jets, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But yeah, back of the Giants in this game. This feels like a big week for Damian Pierce. I got a weird feeling he's going to run really well in this game. He had a huge week last week, though. Too. Yeah, except for the touchdown. No That's touchdown. True. Didn't have that. That's true. No receptions. But yeah, I yeah. think he ran for 160. Is that 100, what it was? Yeah, 160 some yards, 16 fantasy points. Or 139. Points. That's what it was. Uh, whatever it was, he had the exact amount of fantasy points as his yards. No catches, no touchdowns, yeah. no nothing. Well, yeah, unless you have the bonus like our league does, the three yes, point bonus. That's true. Um, I think the Texans run the ball. I, I think both teams do. I think this is kind of an under, like a slope. I don't think there's a ton of points here. I so think the over under here is pretty low at 40 and a half. <laughs> uh, what's the better? But I guess the best play is the Giants in this game. But I, I have, I'm just I'm putting it on record. I don't have a good feeling about this game. Yeah, I mean this is one too where I mean I know you don't like teasing across zero a ton, but you could get them down to zero or even plus two or three on a teaser. Yeah, but then if they lose, they still don't cover. See, yeah. I don't like taking teams on teasers where if you, you go across the draw, like that. a favorite that becomes like a plus two or three because the chances of them actually losing by two or three, if they lose, they're probably going to lose by more than that. Like, right. 
I'd rather on the teaser either take a, a, a seven to ten point, seven to fourteen point team down to where it's a one score, or I'd rather take an underdog up. Right, no, to where I'm, you get I'm with a, you normally, yeah, where it's two possessions. So mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like this game at all. Tell me why you like the Giants so much. Uh, the Texans just don't look good. They've been getting destroyed out there. Davis Mills isn't doing anything. The Giants, I don't Cooks know. Cooks maybe out I feel too. like, yeah, I've, that's, tr- that's true too. And do they have, who's their second receiver? The, Nico Collins. Nico Collins, he back this week? I think he is. Uh, in any case, I don't know. Not I, that it I, matters. I feel like you might be overthinking it a little bit. I think it's pretty. I could be. The, no, I don't like the four and a half. I don't like that number, I yeah. think, is the issue. I think if it was three, or, you know, obviously. Yeah. I, it looks like it might go up based on the juice. So, yeah. I don't if know. it goes higher than that, I'm out yeah, completely. I, 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 I don't think I'll touch this game anyways. But yeah. Uh, okay, uh, next one We've got an NFC North matchup: the Bears at home minus three against the Lions. So forty-eight and a half. A pro under. tip: if you're playing DFS this week, you're, you'll just go ahead and start your lineup with Justin Fields. You're playing Justin Fields against the Detroit Lions. Yes. The Detroit Lions <laughs> cannot stop the run. Period. The read options: you're starting David Montgomery in your season long. Fire. I don't know about Herbert, but you're firing up David Montgomery with confidence this week in your season longs. I'm not sure that I'm going to play him in DFS because I think I'd rather just play. He might be a common. I'd just play rather too. play. Yeah, I'd rather just take Fields. Fields should have Claypool um, for the majority of snaps this week. That's a nice thing for him. Um, we saw Cole Komet finally wake up oh, yeah. the last couple of weeks. Um, so I think Claypool. Yeah, I think he had. I think he had five targets or seven targets. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the Bears. Uh, I think the Bears win this, man. I think the Bears cover this game. I like the Bears in this game. Um, the thing is, though, with the Bears, is their defense now without Quinn and um, uh, my mind's not working. The linebacker that went uh, oh, uh, Roquan Smith. Smith yeah. Without without those two out there, that defense is really bare. Um, so I do think there's points in this game. What did you say the over under was in this game again? Uh, over under is at forty eight and a half. That's a pretty high one. Probably I'd go the over, but I think the best bet, just take the Bears. Yeah. I like the Bears in this game. I, I think Fields is a thing, and I think you're just playing him everywhere in DFS. Yeah, I like the Bears, too. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Well, the Lions did just beat the Packers, which, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but, yeah but, I mean, uh, <laughs> okay. Alabama could probably, well, they're not good. Yeah. Georgia could probably beat them. <laughs> well, not this year. Okay, uh, next game, still in the noon slate, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half at home uh, with the Saints coming in over under 40 and a half. So Pittsburgh coming off the bye. There's some talk that Najee Harris is now no longer the starter. Really? That Jalen Warren is going to get the opportunity, which just absolutely ruined my morning when I read that. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding? Like my my uh, RB, one of my RBs in season long. I He didn't say he's the guy. He said he'll have a chance to start earning more snaps and work towards that. So this probably becomes a 60-40 Najee Harris split. Yeah. Bor- he's borderline startable now at this point. Um, I think I'm going to roll him out there again this week, though. Uh, this is an interesting matchup, right? They're coming off a bye. They're playing at home, like you said. The Saints, in a shorter week, had one really good week where they dominated against the Raiders, but they've been pretty crappy for quite a long time now. Right. Um, this isn't. This is not uh, prime time though. So yeah, Andy Dalton has a chance. We're pretty sure Lattimore is not playing on defense. That hurts some. Right. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I would think, would be back. I think since he's he almost played. Because he was supposed to play. Yeah. This week, Steelers should be mostly healthy. I mean, they're down one no receiver. Claypool, First game yeah. without Claypool, but they still have a mediocre a, Deontay Johnson. Could be a big Johnson. George Pickens week too. George Pickens, I love. Yeah, George Pickens would be a nice start in fantasy. Give me the Steelers in this game. Give me the Steelers at home. Um, taking care of this game. It'll be an eke-out type victory, but 
Um, Steelers off of a bye, a little healthier. How much longer until TJ Watts back, by the way? A couple weeks? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard a thing on that, honestly. But it uh, has to be soon. But he's such an impact maker on that defense. Yeah, I don't think it's this week, obviously. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, give me the Steelers in this game. Again, not a game that I'm wild about, but I'm definitely on yeah. the road. And this, I just, I think the Saints are, are probably a toast at this point. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it. I say Davos turned on the Saints, so you know. They were my preseason Super Bowl him. pick in the NFC. Well, the, but the long shot one, to be fair. That's but also because I thought that the, uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Also, I also think that, uh, I also thought the defense was going to be like top five in the NFL. Right, and right. It's just completely falling apart. With yeah, no Lattimore injuries, out there yeah. and stuff. It's just, yeah. But no, I'll, I'll take the Steelers too. I was, uh, you made me a little bit stronger on them. I mean, with the talk of the short week versus the bye week, that is, yeah. that is a big difference. And I mean, Claypool, he's he's good, but I don't think he's going to make that much of a difference not being there. He will though a bit. I mean, Deontay Johnson's one of the biggest well, who's, frauds who's in the their NFL. New wide receiver three. Who's that? Is it? Uh, it's the it's the fort number fourteen. It's or not fourteen's Pickens. It's the other guy, McLeod, right? Does nope. they have a guy named McLeod there? Oh, uh, he was there last year. He's. Uh, Niners now. I thought that was a different guy. Ray, I thought Ray Ray, Ray, Ray is a different McLeod? guy. Isn't Ray Ray different than the one they have? I don't know. I thought there was a different McLeod. I don't know. <laughs> Who is our third receiver? Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I guess, well, I don't know. I guess that's a good question. We probably never really knew because they didn't really play a fourth. Because right. they, they run the ball fourth. so much and they have Fryermuth out there yeah. so much. Okay, but any opinion on that over under 40 and a half? I'm looking up there. 40 and a half? Yep. Over. Over? Okay. Yeah. I think a Saints are, I, I think this is like a... 24 to 20 24 17 type of game i think both teams will get close to if not hit 20 so yeah i go over on that one okay so the other receivers listed right now for pittsburgh are steven sims don't think i've ever heard of that guy i've heard of him he's with cleveland okay uh miles boykin who I am yeah familiar with. used to be the baltimore and then uh greg olszewski is that how you say that yeah, I don't know. I think Boykin's hurt. I can't remember. Or Gunnar Oshesky, sorry. Which is like their punt returner guy. Yeah, he's the one that the fumbled for me and lost yeah. to me that one week. Mm-hmm. Screw that guy. Uh, the long hair, curly little Jerry yeah. Coral thing. Yeah. Yeah, sticks out the helmet. He's so cool. <laughs> I love it when he fumbles the ball when you have him inside the 10-yard line. And they would have covered that game. Okay, go on. Okay, but we like the Steelers. <laughs> we like the Steelers. Okay, uh, next we got the Miami Dolphins. Minus Hashtag passive-aggressive. <laughs> minus three and a half uh, with the Browns coming in uh, over under 48 and a half. Games in Miami. Mm-hmm. Three and a half. We're getting towards the end, but we still have a few more weeks of the Jacoby Brissett. Don't be fooled. They had a really nice game against the Bengals. It's still the Browns. Um Good luck trying to stop this Dolphins offense right now, the way they're playing. I mean, Tyreek Hill is on his way to shattering records. That whole offense just funnels through him and Waddle. They, they, Jeff Wilson should be a full go. He looked good last week, too. Yeah, he should be a full go with Mostert. Um, Tua's playing really well. We're starting to see Jacecki get a little bit more involved. Yeah. I think they're just firing and also I think they're going to torch the Browns uh, through the air Yeah. in this game. And then the Dolphins' defense is not what we thought it was going to be. We thought it was going to be a good unit. It's more like on the low end of average. I mean, they've gotten lit up quite a few times now. The Bears put up all those points. The Bradley Ravens. Chubb. What's that? They did just get Bradley Chubb, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. But that's what I'm saying. They got Bradley Chubb. That's going to help a lot. He'll fully be integrated into the defense here. I don't see. If this game was at three, I mean, I would throw my house on it. Right. Like, I, <laughs> three and a half, though, I still love it. Like, I, I don't see how the Browns go in there and, and keep this game competitive. I'll give, me the, give me the Dolphins by 13 points in this game. Yeah, I like the Dolphins a lot, too. I think that this line's where it is because, like you said, the Browns had a good game. The Dolphins uh, played it close with the Bears. And gave up a lot of points. And gave up a lot of points. But, yeah, no, I like the Dolphins at home. But with Chubb bit. fully integrated, they're <laughs> playing at home. I mean, like. Do you, I, do you see that uh, McDaniel thing on. Uh, 
where like Justin Fields ran out of bounds there, but he kept yelling "stop." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why that guy? By the way, can we talk about him? Well, he's, he they would have covered that four last week, which I had by the way. Mm-hmm. If they would have, they they two times they could have kicked field goals and they didn't do it. He keeps giving away. He lost a game because of that was that against Baltimore. Yeah, it was against yes, Baltimore, yeah. and it's not even so much. Some of the time, it's like some of the time I, I don't hate going for it and being more aggressive, but then he runs these stupid like trap plays on fourth and two. Like it's like that guy. It's reckless out there. I don't. There, there's being analytical and leading analytical, which I like, but then there's just being stupid and reckless and being too cute. Like, right? Like you're not the freaking, you're not a juggernaut out there. Your offense is good, but you also, you know, a, a good defense. Like, have they played the Jets yet this year? The Dolphins? I don't think so. I'm gonna be interested to see how the Jets, with the defense that can line up but not have to junk you a whole bunch, does. You know, yeah, out there with Sauce Gardner and everything out there, like against. There'd probably just be a monster week for Waddle in that case. That's what I'm saying. I think they'll be able to take out one. If some the first, the defense that can t- completely take away one of those two guys will beat them mm-hmm. and slow them down because. But it, the, the, but that defense is is not the Cleveland Browns. So. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, pretty. But hard. I'm excited to see the Jets and the Dolphins play. Is my point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on to the next one, which we were mentioning at the top of the show, uh, Buffalo Bills at home minus three and a half. Uh, presumably without it's come down seven points now. Wow, was it? It was at ten and a half. It was five and a half this morning. Wow, yeah. So I think the news that he didn't practice today probably put it down a little further. But yeah, they're still favored by three and a half at home. Is uh, that where it closes if he doesn't play? I Does it get know. back to four, three, or three and a half? I mean, it's only Wednesday. Be- but. I say because it's there's still a chance he plays. If he doesn't, I'm gonna say it goes down to like three. Three, maybe even two. I don't. I mean, the Vikings are seven and one. Yes, they're like we call them the fraud team or whatever. But how much better? Because I've always respected Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's a really, really good number two quarterback in the NFL, and he's better than Davis Mills. He's like a he. He could start for probably a handful of teams, right? In the NFL, how how much of an advantage does Kirk Cousins truly have over him in this game? Is it quite a bit, or is it just a little bit? That's it. I mean, that's a tough one just because it's been a while since we've seen Case Keenum play. True. Uh, but Didn't look great in the preseason, I know that. Yeah, I mean, I think that the way that Kirk's playing right now and being in midseason for form versus uh, Case Keenum coming off the bench, I think there's a, still a pretty decent advantage there. Okay, so let's just pretend here. Let's just pretend there. Here's what we're going to do, okay? It's Wednesday. We're going to go ahead. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pretend the line is minus three. And that Josh Allen is out. Okay. Case Keenum's playing in the because actually that's probably the most likely scenario is it closes exactly at three mm-hmm. to kind of draw money even on both sides. They'll like to do that. The books will like to do that. So we're gonna pretend it's a minus three game. It's Wednesday right now. Um, okay, so you got Case Keenum starting against Kirk Cousins in this scenario. Let's go through the weapons here. You got the home crowd in Buffalo, right. but uh, I'd argue the Vikings have much better weapons outside of Josh Allen. You got Dalvin Cook is definitely superior to Devin Singletary and, and Hines, and you still got Madison, who's just as good, if not better, than Hines right. or Moss or whoever mm-hmm. they bring in there. Tight end, um, Hawkinson, I would take him over Dawson Knox. Yep. Why the two top receivers? You got Gabe Davis and Steph Diggs against Justin Jefferson and Thielen. I would take Jefferson and Thielen. Defense, though, I would take the slight edge to Buffalo. Now they, well, not no, 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 no. Sorry, a big edge to Buffalo. Although the they last two weeks, Buffalo has been playing like crap and cannot yeah. stop the run. Mm-hmm. So, are they able to stop and contain Dalvin Cook? And here's something nobody's talking about. T.J. Hawkinson is a fantastic blocker. They're going to be able to run outside the tackles a lot more now because he can seal off that edge like they couldn't do before. So, just watch that in this game. I think you're going to see a lot of Dalvin Cook outside the tackles in this game. He's an excellent blocker. Nobody talks about that. It's a big edge, you know, not just for his pass reception. So, 
But I'm still not. I'm still not 100 sure with all that said that I'm comfortable taking the Vikings because you and I have been talking. We both picked them to win the NFC North, but we also right. both think they're kind of frauds because they kind of just keep eking by and kind of getting mm-hmm. lucky, yeah. barely beating. And they haven't really played a real tough schedule. I, I think mean, the NFC North, which is falling apart right now. I think Buffalo's defense is able to respond a little bit in this game, and they could get some guys back. It's Wednesday. We don't know. Yeah. But on the scenario that it's Keenum and it's a minus three. Give me Buffalo, but I'm not super confident in this game. I, I, I think they can respond, though. I think the defense is good enough with the home crowd, and I think Case Keenum is just good enough where he can actually move the ball. But I would definitely go under in this game. Yeah, I I guess I'll take the Vikings. I uh, This is the, you know, the way too early pick. We don't know if Josh Allen's playing, but based yeah. on what we assume We don't know which Bills right start, now, defensive starters are back either. Right, and if it's, it's still a three and a half, yeah, I'll take the Vikings. If you're getting the extra, yeah, the extra half makes it a little more enticing too. But I, yeah, okay, I, that's fair. If it's three or below, I'm I'm riding with the Bills in this game. Yeah. If, if Allen's out, mm-hmm. you know, if it's three or below, ride with the Bills for me. And if you're right, if it hits a half or four, because I do think, like I said, eked out. I think this will be like a field goal to at max a four to seven point. It, this game is not going to be decided by more than seven points either way. Yeah, I agree. If Allen's out. Mm-hmm. Now, if Allen's in, let's do that. Let's do that scenario real quick. I don't think it happens, but let's say Allen plays and he's not 100. percent What does the line close at? Six, six and a half. Yeah, probably. What would you take in that scenario? Uh, that's a tough one too, man. Uh, I guess the Bills. He hasn't been looking. Or no, I don't know. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings because he still be hurt. So he you're pretty much looked, Vikings no he matter what. Great. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're, you're right. He's, I mean, he's still Josh Allen, but he hasn't looked great this last. And if weeks. and if he's hurt too, I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, I, I, I'd so, be yeah. shocked if he plays mm-hmm. in this game. Yeah, because they've got to look at the he's the franchise, and if, and if he goes out there and plays and gets really hurt, he, he's done for the year probably. Yeah, absolutely. and then their season's over because yeah, they're not. And this is their year, you know. Yeah, they're not in the AFC going to get past Patrick Mahomes, even Tua's offense, even Justin Herbert if they squeak in, or even Burrow. I mean, they're not going to be able to without yeah. Allen get by those guys, right? And yeah. the, especially going on the road in the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see the Titans giving him trouble, too, with their run. Yeah. Uh, well, if it keeps it going how it's going. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that, speaking of the Titans, that's the next game. Uh, Titans at home, minus 2.5 against the Broncos. Over under 37.5. Oh, it's down to 2.5 now. Yeah. Wow. I like I like the Titans. In I do this too. Game. We keep making money off the Titans. I think and we would they cover every the t- week. I say we would have made money off the Titans last week if they weren't playing the Chiefs because we probably would have bet home too. But Why does nobody give them any respect? I don't. They, well, they had a rough start. And the they defense are back is good quarterback, though. But no, yeah, I they're the, well coached. The it's in it's in Tennessee, right? Yeah, it's in Tennessee. I mean, I think Ryan Tannehill's back in this game. If he was a game time decision and worked out on the field. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like. The one or the other is going to change my like opinion on the. You don't think it matters much. that much? Not that much. I mean, I think Tannehill's a little safer. I yeah, think there's more turnover too, potential. Malik, Remember, Denver's got a good defense. Yeah, if you throw do. the ball, mm-hmm. and not that Tannehill's. I mean, Tannehill can be careless too. I'm not saying he's like he's not Alex Smith where he's a super safe game manager. Yeah, but. I just think they you can run the ball against Denver. That's one thing. If their defense does have a weakness, it's running the ball. So mm-hmm. this and Henry only ran at 17, so he should be in should line fresh, for a 26 yeah. to 30 tote week here. And really, you're right. Willis might actually help them because the RPO thing, and he can use his legs. And there was yeah. a couple times where he, if he would have kept it against the Chiefs, he could have maybe not housed it, but had 15, 20, 25 yards multiple times. Yeah. He's still getting used to playing in the NFL. It will help being at home, not in the crowd noise. Give me the Titans in this game either way. I, I like this game quite a bit at two and a half. Yeah, I like the Titans a lot here. They've, Like I said, they've been making us money, and I'm going to stick with them for now, especially against Broncos, even if they're coming off the bye. Hey, uh, 
Let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, there's not much time to do. Is that guy the hey, biggest giant douche in the NFL, by the he's way? He's definitely the biggest cheese ball in the NFL. He's <laughs> freaking corny. But, um, but no, I, he only has an hour to hide me on the way there, too. So it's a, it's a short flight. That's true. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> I right. love the shade that you yeah. – I love how you, you – you get some good burns in there. and You have to kind of like be listening. You, you dig pretty good. I appreciate it. Stefan yeah. and Trayvon would be proud of your digs. <laughs> See what I did there? I like that one. Yeah, yeah it thanks. took me a second. Okay. Thanks. All right. That's, that thus concludes the noon slate on to – How many 3 o'clock games do we have this week? Do we have at how least three? Have? Please say we have at least three. Three. Yep. Okay, good. Well, it's we better than three, the two we had last uh, 306 week. Three oh six and three three tw- or two three twenty sixes. Uh, okay, so we have three. Three oh six. One we also mentioned. So we have five games left bit. on the slate. Yes, sir. Uh, the Raiders currently minus five and a half at home with the Colts coming in. New coach. So that's newish quarterback maybe. It was six and a half. Oh, it was. Um, you got to start. Let me give you a little bone I got picked with you. You got to start looking, paying attention to these lines earlier in the week and jumping on some of these. I feel like. No, you're probably right. But then again, I don't know. Sometimes things happen that could go against you. But it sometimes it works in your favor, too, if you lock them in early. But anyway, sorry, five and a half and what? Uh, over under 42 and a half. And it's the, it's the Raiders and the— Raiders uh, at home against the Colts. <sighs> Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Dude, he was three and seven in high school. Is, yeah. is he due? He's due. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> give me the Raiders. I mean, I'm so sick of this I, damn yeah, team. Yes. Like this, there's been twice this year where I've been real strong on them. I was real strong on them. Actually, funnily, it, funnily. Funny, I don't know. Humorously, humorously, <laughs> I was I was strong on them. Week two, I think it was at Tennessee. Remember that game mm-hmm. where they turned it over three times in the red zone and lost yeah. against the Titans. Uh, and then I was big on them. Obviously, they keep screwing me. Like I'm done with these bunch of losers. But yeah, I still I gotta not. go back. When you're when you're betting on sports, investing in sports, you you gotta get rid of that. You gotta get rid of it. And, and and there is truth to a team falling apart and just being a dumpster fire. And like you said, a coach getting fired possibly midseason and stuff. But they still have a lot of talent on offense. The Colts are running out there, a quarterback who will never start in the NFL again past this year, Ellinger. I mean, we don't know if Taylor's going to play or not. They don't have Hines anymore to help out in the passing game. Deion Jackson did nothing yeah, last it's... week. I mean, like, I don't know if they can even get Marcus Pittman the ball. As long as Matt, if Matt Ryan was starting, I'd stay away from this game. But if Matt Ryan is not going to start this game, and this let's say this closes at four and a half or five, I'm taking the Raiders, and, I, and I, I'm not putting them in a teaser, though. I've learned my lesson. They're they're shady enough. Do not put the Raiders in a teaser. As as much as as tempting it is to get them on the money line, if, don't do it because I don't trust them. I, yeah. I do not trust putting them in multiple bets. So either take the Raiders, which I think I probably will end up doing, especially you know like Jeff Saturday, like he's never coached. Like they don't have a coach. Like think of us turmoils in that locker room, especially if Taylor's out. The Raiders are bad on defense, but I mean. The Colts are worse on offense, and and conversely, I think the Raiders were able to move the ball in this game. They're back at home. Not that that matters. It'll probably be 50-50 on fans, even though the Colts don't travel well. But, yeah, give me uh, give me the Raiders in this game. Don't yeah. put them in a teaser, though. Yeah, I'll take the Raiders, too. I don't know about this game at all. It's two question marks for sure. But I think they get Josh Jacobs going. They are at home if, as much as that matters. And, I, yeah, I think they'll take it. That, I think they've had three 17-point leads this year, by the way, and lost them. Oh, the wow. Raiders. Wow. So if they get up 17, don't start celebrating. Yeah. Instead, get really freaking nervous. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> Which it does, it does sound like Jonathan Taylor probably will play. He was back at practice today. Yeah. Not um, that it really matters at this point. I yeah. mean, and he, but he the Raiders don't have a competent like defense. So. He's not the threat that he was last year. No, especially when they can't throw the ball downfield. I mean, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, the Rams at home, uh, three point favorites against the Cardinals. Yeah. Over under 43 and a half. Man, the Rams have looked bad this year. This is another one. That's like, they struggle to protect the quarterback. They, they can't really run the ball. 
they're not really garnering the pass rush they typically do. I mean, they kind of do, but it's more against like the, the the problem for them in this game. And they did beat the Cardinals earlier this year at the Cardinals. I won a lot of money on that game. Mm-hmm. I watched that game. The thing is that they don't generate a lot of pass rush against a mobile quarterback. And we know Kyler Murray is mobile, but we also know Kyler Murray, speaking of YOLO, just loves to just turn the ball over. Like he treats it like it's a receipt at the gas station. You know, you peel it off and you toss it in the wind or put it in your pocket right. or throw it away or just fumble around. Like, that's how he treats the football. Like, I'm going to take the Rams on this game at minus three. I just think the Cardinals are bad. I th- they're both bad, but I think the Cardinals are worse. Yeah. Um, I think I still think the Rams defense is good enough to slow down Murray just enough. I'm not super strong on this game. Uh, the, but I will say I did watch him better in that first game, and the Rams beat them quite handily the first time around. So I, I think there's a good shot playing at quote-unquote home here yeah that they uh get the job done I don't, for some reason i'm leading cardinals on this one uh i don't hate it i mean i yeah. can see it no i mean they they were kind of like stuffed last week but i think they get d hop going a little bit more this week again and uh yeah like you said he's got maybe jalen ramsey though yeah that, uh, that's true well maybe it's a rondo week then but i do think that Kyler what about greg dorch gets, <laughs> uh, that's been a weird weird play he's had a great, great dorch yeah. dude a fun name too but no uh yeah i like the cardinals a little bit here uh call of duty is in his new side be- <laughs> side thing i need to mention is that uh, it is cr- like, that's one that i mean you know, like you said we like to make digs but uh his stats when around call of duty time are terrible it's like <laughs> two and 30 or something do you actually believe that though do you think that's why there might i mean there might be some sort I, of i would say a couple of them probably were like it's some I, I think now though it's such a public narrative that he's probably not doing that I now yeah. If, if you're hooked, you're hooked, I guess. I guess. I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next one, we've got the Packers plus five at home against the Cowboys, 42 and a half. Yeah, I'm going Green Bay here. As, yeah. as much as I hate betting on the Packers here, I think that's the play. Um, you know, they've looked awful. Um, Aaron Rodgers has absolutely no weapons. Um, but, like... The Cowboys. Let's let's talk about them for a second because really they haven't really played a complete game all year. I mean they their win against the Bears actually looks a little bit more impressive now than it did a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But they've just been struggling to put guys away. Dak doesn't look totally right. He doesn't look like he's in that elite, you know, top seven or eight quarterbacks that we thought he was. He's more, to me he's more in that ten to twelve range at this point. Um, so I, I actually think him and Rodgers are right there in the same tier. I don't think there's a clear quarterback edge. Um, is Aaron Jones going to play? That's a, that's a thing. Like if Aaron Jones is out, that's a blow to them, especially in the passing game. Although right. they didn't use him much last week in the passing game. Alan Lazard's turning out to be a pretty good player, and I know Trayvon Diggs is out there trying to make interceptions. I think Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over this week. I think Rodgers is is going to bounce back. He's got pride. Getting five at home, it's still Lambo. I know they're not good, and they're and now they're fighting for the playoff lives. So if they lose this right. game, they're pretty much out of it. Like they've got to win this game this week. It's like their backs are against the wall. Now Dallas is coming off of a bye. So that's a little bit of a concern. They're rested up coming into this game. But five points at home. Come on. Give me the Packers in this game. They're a bad team. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game outright. But I certainly think they can keep it within five. I'm, I'm leaning Cowboys on this one. I think. Are you? I think that, uh, I mean, letting Pollard loose and letting him be their running back has definitely been good for them since that started. The Packers are just downward spiral. Uh, yeah, they need to get right. But there's no uh, Romeo Dobbs this week. So that's their wide receiver, too. Uh, maybe no Aaron Jones. I don't know. I just I just like the Cowboys here. Right. Do you think Aaron Jones plays if it's just a sprain? I mean, I'll they, say they he tries. Like you said. I, mean, I this, say he will, but how effective will he? matters for them. So. Have they had bye yet? Have, they, have the Packers gone on the bye yet? I, I think they did. 
did. Let me see. Let me check. Uh, week 11, they're not off. No, they have week 14 by. Okay, so never mind. I was going to say. So yeah, there's, I would think he, there's a much better chance he plays if they're on bye next week, where he could then get healthy after. Right, but they, I think he tries to give it a go. So. But how effective? Yeah, but uh, I mean five. Yeah, five at home is quite a bit. But I guess I'll take the Cowboys here. Do you like the Cowboys minus the five more or the Raiders minus five and a half more against the Texans? You mean the Giants against Texans? Or sorry, the Raiders against the um, the Colts. Sorry. Uh, I guess the Raiders, but I don't yeah. know. Go yeah. tough one. Or no. Okay, uh, on to the Sunday night game. We got the Niners minus seven at home uh, versus the Chargers over under 45 and a half. So this is one that bugs me too because I was looking at teasers. I was looking at games that I could pair, um, you know, with the Chiefs, for example. Mm-hmm. And you know I love the 49ers. The, the 49ers have, sir, have, have, have are now the team I think will ultimately win the NFC. I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. I really do. With the additions they've made, their defense is just about healthy again. Um, I I think this team. We don't know if Debo is going to play this week or not. I imagine right. he, imagine he might miss one more game mm-hmm. just because it's a hamstring. I mean, he's had two weeks off now because they had to buy at a good time. So maybe they hold him out one more week. I don't know. Don't know that it matters a ton. The Chargers are so bad on defense right now, dude. I mean, they've got nothing out there on defense. I mean, the Niners should do pretty much what they want in this game offensively. What's the over under this game? Uh, 45 and a half. Yeah, I'd still probably stay away just because I think the Niners' defense is, is going to be pretty healthy for this game. Probably only down two to three starters instead of the four to five we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. And this game's in San Francisco, correct? Yes. I, th- I think this game is really good on a teaser, actually. I think this is a game, if you want to tease with the Chiefs, this could be the game or one of the three games or two games, depending on how you want to do that. I think the charge. I think the 49ers win the game. Okay, let's get that out of the way. I think that I don't think the Chargers can stop the 49ers. The 49ers have too many weapons, and I know that's weird saying that with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback that you can't stop them. But and they're coming off a bye. Shanahan's going to be ready for this team. It's it's not a must win for the 49ers, but it's close. Same thing for the Chargers. But the Chargers just have no resistance on defense, and they don't even look that right on offense. Like they really don't. And I mean, is Keenan ever going to play? Is Mike Williams still out too? Right? Yeah, so, he should I mean, be yet another game or two. So like, so yeah, they're definitely down a lot. They're of weapons. playing. I mean, the, 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 don't you think that the? I mean, yeah, there's there's Austin Eckler. Like, who's the closest thing to Christian McCaffrey? In fact, they're the same player. Really, those are the two closest things to each other yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, high volume receiving running backs. Yeah, let's go. Go ahead and um and, and I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the 49ers minus seven. I'm gonna take a minus seven. But I think that again, I think that line will probably drop a little bit, by the way. I think it might end at like six by the end of the week. But I think the 49ers are a really good play in this game. Yeah, I agree with you on just about all that. Uh minus seven's a little bit scary, but I do like them to win by quite a bit. Um or I do like them to win quite a bit, not by quite a bit. Would you would you feel safe putting this in a teaser? Yeah, no, when you're going I, against Justin Herbert, I do like it in a teaser. Um, yeah, I mean, the, and you'd the rather Chargers, take the Niners minus one than the Chargers plus thirteen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the Chargers are just they're not looking good lately. Uh, Fields like you said, doesn't have any wet or Herbert. Herbert, Herbert sorry, yeah. yeah, Herbert. I mixed up the Justins. Herbert uh, doesn't have too many weapons right now. Um, I mean, even if Allen plays, is he really going to be that effective? They're going to probably cap his snaps. Yeah, which. I mean, if you're if you're That's Mike crazy. Shanahan, you have to be off that week, that yeah. many weeks that you have to come back with a snap cap. But if you're Mike Shanahan with that kind of defense, mm-hmm. like, is it really that hard to scheme out Gerald Everett and Josh Palmer? No. Like, yeah. and Eckler is the wild card here. I get that. And and Spiller now, by the way, has become the backup running back. If you want a good waiver wire pickup, that would be Spiller because he's yeah. supplanted Sony Michelle now as the mm-hmm. number two and was a, a big running back coming out of college to Buffalo. But 
I, I, the only reason I'm kind of nervous about teasing it is just the Justin Herbert thing. I almost called him Fields too. Yeah. It's just the Justin Herbert thing. But I just, I just don't see how the Niners lose this game at home. So I'll take him on the seven. I don't love them on seven, but I, I really do like them at seven. But I love them if you get that somehow on a money line, or if you want an alternate spread type thing and lock them in at minus three or two and a half. So you know, and put that with two other games. Maybe do all. Maybe that's maybe that's the play. Maybe you take right. the Chiefs down to minus two and a half with the with the uh, you know with with the 49ers and, and a couple other games and you know that's another way you can do it too if you want to maybe not have as much juice as a, as a six point teaser yeah like that okay last game of the week i scrolled too far uh is the commanders and the eagles eagles are at home uh minus 10 and a half that's the only double digit uh line we have this week and then over under 43 and that should be a thursday night game shouldn't it why the Commanders, it just sucks. It's a boring game. Commanders it, and Eagles? Doesn't that just sound like a boring game? I mean, at least the Eagles are good, but yeah, but I mean, but yeah, it just feels like a Thursday night game to me. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, we should also mention the Chiefs getting flexed to Sunday night against the Chargers. We, right? Yeah, that's quite cool. We didn't talk about that. Uh, but anyway, ten and a half. It's in Philadelphia. They're facing the Commanders. This Commanders team is better with Heineke at quarterback. We've been saying Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's a thing again. If you've got Antonio Gibson ish he didn't have a great week last week but he's at least getting some dump offs now now we'll see when mckissick comes back if that goes down a little bit but samuel's certainly a thing he's running the ball again he's getting targets so if you have curtis samuel like i do and you've had him all year congratulations he's he's a, definitely a flex worthy starter every week going forward in fact do you think i should start him or okay i know this is crazy because he was a first round or second round pick everywhere do i start him or Najee Harris? I mean, it's also the Eagles. The defense is good. You st- yeah, I think you but, still go Harris, don't you? Yeah, probably. Although even though I guess Samuels the up, the is upside, playing, now. I mean, they're going to have to be throwing is kind of the the, the common wisdom. So I kind of feel to... like I kind of feel like Najee Harris, sadly, is not that better, much better than Antonio Gibson at this point. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what happened last year, but or what happened between last year and this year. But yeah. well, maybe it'll wake him up. Maybe that was coach speak to fire him up and tell him, bro, you better start performing. Or you're not going to be. Maybe maybe that maybe that's what us Harris hunters have to believe is that Mike Tomlin was just kind of waking him up when he said Warren's going to work his way towards that because yeah. I think Warren was an undrafted rookie too. It's not like he's gotten they don't have a lot invested in him. Hmm. So that, that does seem to be like a pretty common theme is like there's the the star guy and then there's the no name who's like so much hungrier and he just plays hard. You know, like. Yeah. And sometimes he starts, you know, honing on that work. Well, that's kind of how it was with Austin Eckler at the start of his career when they had Melvin Gordon there. Oh, and he was kind yeah. of the, he was at a Mesa State in Colorado, which is like a Division two school. And I think he was like, I think he, I don't know if he was undrafted or like a sixth rounder, but it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. But um, in this game, though, 10 and a half, I'm going to take the Commanders. Yeah, I was kind of leaning Commanders too. I don't know. It's just, it's just the big line. They're looking pretty good. Is Jalen Hurts done rushing, by the way? He hasn't ran the ball in like four weeks. Have you been looking at his numbers? Yeah, maybe they're just like, hey, unless we need it, uh, don't. <laughs> yeah, he's getting like 20 yards a week. I like the Commanders getting the points on this one. I just don't think, since Hurts is not running anymore, I just don't, I don't know. Like, this offense is less dynamic, and I think the Commanders' front seven is just good enough to slow him down a little bit. And the Eagles, at some point, I don't care how good they've been playing, at some point, they have to trip up a little bit, bro. I mean, they, they can't, they're not this good right and they yeah. haven't really played a schedule and mm-hmm. i'm not saying the commanders are good yeah i mean but i don't know but yeah, yeah no, the I can, I, has a lot of points that's i could see them winning by seven to ten in which case you know commanders hits so yeah i like the ten and a half there for the commanders i'm shocked i thought you were an eagles truther i'm, I'm kind of with you they're they shouldn't be the only undefeated team right now yeah no i agree with that um okay well that's that's the slate um what are your thoughts on the slate I, i'm not there aren't as many. There's two or three. There's like two games, two straights I love, and one of them will be the lock of the week here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then there's maybe one or two teasers. This is kind of a week where maybe I go a little heavier on DFS and maybe do a little bit more prop based type stuff. 
I don't know. But then again, it's Wednesday. There's some weeks like this where I look at it originally, and but then this news starts coming out, and you start thinking about it more and digesting it. It really does. These kind of things really do take a few days with the NFL to kind of get a grasp on what you want to do, especially with the wagering. Don't you agree? Yeah, I no, totally agree. There's a lot of lines that are kind of in between, like a, a great like betting line versus teaser. a good teaser. So you're yeah, you're kind of in this in between. And like we said, we don't usually like to go across zero on a teaser. Uh, tease, you know, a favorite up to plus more. Yeah, or, it know, just doesn't teaser. seem like it's very good value. Yeah. Right, yeah, but um, just take them to win the game. But at that yeah, point. no, I, I mean, I'm I'm a little heavier into props than you are. I think generally anyway. you are, yeah. But uh, I hardly take them. But yeah, no, I, I like it as a prop week. Um, there's always always look at those uh, anytime touchdown scores. There's always some value in there, and Fanduel does oh, pretty much always have the best uh, payouts on anytime touchdown scores. So Godwin, take, take a look at those. Take a look at Godwin. every week. Just start taking Godwin. Yeah, he's gonna get one. Okay, starter set in fantasy. You ready? I'm ready. Um, Baltimore is on by, so we lost Lamar Jackson. Cincinnati, so we've lost Joe Burrow. Um, New England and the Jets are all on the bye this week. So there are uh, some, key, some key players there. So let's start with, with favorite streaming quarterback this week. If, you, if you're looking for, you know, if you're a Lamar or a Burrow owner, hopefully you're not starting Wilson or Mac Jones. But um, favorite streaming quarterback. You can have Andy Dalton against the Steelers, or you can have Trevor Lawrence against the Chiefs. Uh, I'll take Trevor Lawrence. Okay. I guess. Game scripts are probably being yeah. your favorite. He's got better weapons. Yeah. Corderell Patterson mm-hmm. against the Panthers. Najee Harris against New Orleans. Uh, I guess Cordero just because of the things we've been talking about. I think so too. Yeah. I hate to say that. He catches more balls too. Yep. And he's, you know, I mean, they've got, they kind of had a three headed monster last week there, but they said they were going to ease him back in. So yeah. I would suspect he's probably back to close to a full workload mm-hmm. and fully involved in that offense. A.J. Dillon against the Cowboys, good defense, not a great defense. Well, okay, good defense, not a great against the run is what I'm trying to say yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And we may or may not have Aaron Jones, but A.J. Right. Dillon against the Cowboys, Raheem Mostert against Cleveland, knowing that Jeff Wilson's also there. Ooh. I mean, if Aaron Jones doesn't play, you got of course got to take A.J. Dillon. Yeah. If he does, I guess Mostert. Okay. Damian Pierce against the Giants. This is probably more of a DFS one. You're probably starting both of these guys if you own them, but maybe you're not. Damian Pierce against the Giants. Okay. Josh Jacobs against the Colts. Uh, I think you're probably in good shape either way, but I'll take Josh Jacobs. He needs a get-right week. He hasn't done anything in a couple weeks after you know a huge season. He catches a few more balls. <laughs> yeah, I'll take him. Okay. DFS in the same game. Okay. Christian McCaffrey against the Chargers, Austin Eckler against the 49ers. If you're playing that that's that uh showdown slate, for example. Yeah, no, that's a, that's another one where like they're both high powered. You're gonna be okay, but for DFS picking one. I guess McCaffrey by just a nose. I don't know. There might there might not be Debo, which will kind of give him some more utility plays. Okay. I would probably agree. I Same mean, Eckler game. does get ten targets a game, which is crazy. But. Yeah. Same, if not more. Yeah. Same game. By the way, you know he had he had like zero points going into the second quarter last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Same game. Chris Godwin against the Seahawks. You should do. Tyler Lockett against the Bucks. They're both slot receivers. Yeah, that's a, another tight one. Um, give me Chris Godwin. Me too. I'll take Chris Godwin. I mean, not to mention uh, Tyler Lockett. Not that it really hurts his numbers or anything, but. I mean, we've all seen the videos, right? The guy falls every time he catches a pass. He doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he's old and he's small and he doesn't want to get hurt. And I, I mean, he's I, kind I, of butterfingers now too. I get it, but I'm saying you're not getting uh, yards after catch with him. Yeah, 
That's that's actually a really good point. And I mean, Chris Godwin, his as far as like percentage of his completions caught, he hasn't been doing great the last few weeks. And I mean, that's not all him. They're all like four but yards. He's, he's been too. getting like thirteen completions or uh, targets. Targets a game, and yeah. he catches seven for like twenty eight yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, Christian Kirk in the same game against the Chiefs. Juju Smith-Schuster against the Jaguars. Can't believe I'm saying it, but I'll take Juju. He's been, yeah, he's kind of become the one. I mean, you know. DFS, same game. Stefan Diggs against the Vikings. Justin Jefferson against the Bills. Assuming there's no Josh Allen. Yeah, then I'll take Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I think so too. What if there is Josh Allen? Closer, maybe Diggs. I don't know. Okay. Two more. Streaming tight end. You can have Irv Smith Jr. against Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> why? Because Hawkinson's there. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying like, some is he, even, is he even healthy again yet? Is he still out? I don't I don't know. Because, I mean, Hawkinson played all last week. I, don't, I, I thought he was know. coming back this week. I don't know. If he's healthy, we'll, we'll or caveat can, on that one. Okay. We can change it if you want. Okay. Let's change it. Okay. Okay. We'll take him out. We'll go Will Disley. Okay. Against the Bucks, mm-hmm. or Cade Otten against Seattle, same game. Cade Otten had a pretty big week last yeah. week. Yeah, I mean, is Cameron Brait back? What's going I don't on think there? so. I don't think it matters. I think he's probably done at this point. Is the main pass catcher? Okay. Otten's look pretty good. Then yeah, I guess I'll take Otten. I mean, <clears throat> Fant and Disley are pretty evenly split. It seems like. Yeah, Seattle. Which I third. did. I picked up Fant on a streaming tight end last week. Smart. And he, he he did okay for me. Okay, favorite streaming defense. You can have the Panthers against the Falcons. You can have the Titans against the Broncos. Or you can have the Broncos against the Titans. Titans against Broncos. Agreed. That's a good defense out there. Yep. Against and, uh, a guy that's not having a good season. Yeah, the Broncos aren't right. Who would you Who would you start? Who would you prefer with the way things have been going, knowing the talent they both have? Would you prefer Jerry, du- Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton? Uh... Judy's actually been doing better lately. I would but. say I think Judy's like the better like athlete specimen, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, he, but uh, yeah, I guess I'll take him. Okay, that concludes our start and sit college football threesome. Let's let you start this week. Okay, yeah, uh, both did we both go one for three last week. Yeah, we're great now week, sitting but. exactly five hundred on the year. Okay. We both have won exactly half. So if you've if you've ridden with us, you're probably actually slightly down on the juice. But we were doing really good, so we'll get back on track. We were up by three. We've had a couple bad weeks in a row. But we pick three every week. You don't drive with us on all of them. Pick, yeah. pick your favorites. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm starting uh, with LSU minus three at Arkansas. I have it too. Yeah. I mean, this is another one where it's like maybe don't overthink it. LSU just beat Bama. Uh, yep. They still have a small, a small, small chance to get in that top four. That doesn't look good. But, uh, yeah, I mean – Arkansas not looking great. They lost lost a Liberty. To Liberty last week. Yes, uh, I mean they've had kind of a shaky back half of their season. I like LSU minus three. Here I was gonna say an, an LSU QB multi threat Jaden Daniels has just been playing out of his yeah. mind out there. Like, what am I missing? Why is this only three? I mean Arkansas. I mean, it's Arkansas. I mean any SEC school is a big home field advantage, but still. Yeah, minus three. As long as that there's no hook on that, yeah. I'll take that minus three all day. I'm with you on oh, that. Yeah. I have that one. Next, what do you got? Okay, next one I think is a big, uh, like a big bet with the public. Uh, TCU plus seven and a half at Texas. I do not have that one. Tell okay. me about this one. So there's another team playing for the top four. They're right there. I think they're are they ranked four or five right now. Yeah. Um, they're still undefeated. I mean, like we talked about for a few weeks. I think they're six or seven actually. But yeah, point but, taken. But yeah, they still. Um, I mean, Oklahoma State almost beat them, but they still eked out a win there. Like I said, still undefeated. Um, Texas is looking better lately, but uh, and I 
I don't I don't know. They could win, but I don't think that they'll they'll pull it out by more than seven. Okay. And then my last one, uh Auburn minus one and a half at home versus Texas A and M. Okay. Tell me uh, about that one. This one I will say is my least favorite of the three. Did you use seven by the way? What? Seven. Seven, okay. Yeah. Uh but okay, yeah. Uh both teams are having rough years. A and M's on more of a downward trajectory. They just lost to Florida by seventeen. I don't know. I just neither of these teams are looking good, but the Auburn home field advantage is big. Uh, it's a huge stadium with like what ninety thousand people or something. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Auburn on this one. Plus, Bo Jackson went to Auburn, so that's, that's always the tiebreaker. Yep. If there's ever a tiebreaker, you just always take Auburn because so Bo Jackson so did, played there. So did Cam Newton. That's right. Cam Newton went <laughs> there. That's Newton. right. Okay, so my three LSU. You already mentioned it. I've got two others here. You're gonna be a little bit surprised about this one. I'm going against my alma mater this week. Number five, Michigan, by 29 and a half against Nebraska at home. Nebraska's three and six at this point. They have no quarterback with Casey Thompson being hurt. Even if he plays, I don't think he will. He's banged up. Um, Purdy and Smothers have just been just equally bad. Nebraska's defense is, I mean, interim coach Mickey Joseph's not going to get the job. It's pretty clear now. I kind of feel like the steam that they had when he, when Mickey took over as the interim is gone. And you mentioned the, the college football playoff. Michigan's right on the edge. They'll probably, pretty good shot they get in if they win the Big Ten especially. It's a big if. They got Ohio State and stuff to deal with. Right. Um, but 29 and a half, I think they're going to want to run this game up as much as they can. They're playing at home. I just think Nebraska has little fight in this one. I think Michigan wins this game by 38 to 42 points. So I think the 29 and a half for number five Michigan is a great bet. And then my other one is a team I haven't gone to for a couple of weeks. This team has been good for me this year. They've, they've covered three of the four times I've taken them this year. Um, good value with this team. It's a, it's a team that's never respected. Who am I talking about? Is it Wake Forest? It is. I looked at that one too. I do like that one. Number 21 Wake Forest. They're minus three and a half against number 17 North Carolina. You know, sure, in a perfect world, it'll drop to three. I don't, it might, actually. I'm going to wait on this one to put this in. But the three and a half, like, even that's fine. Sam Hartman and company have lost two games in a row. They're too good to lose three. They have too many good couple, you know, possible NFL wide receivers with Hartman who's setting all sorts of, you know, fifth-year senior, setting all sorts of passing records. Like, every week he pretty much moves up on some other stat, both on the Wake Forest all-time records and in some of the AFC or AFC, ACC records as well. Um, I just think Wake Forest gets the job done here. North Carolina, to me, is a recent addition to the top 25. I think they're kind of fraudy. Um, give me the de- the Demon Deacons. Um, so, yeah, I've got Wake Forest, I've got Michigan, and I've got LSU. actually got three top 25 teams this week. Normally, I, I like to find some of these smaller schools. Like last week, I, I pounded that Louisville game, and they, they destroyed James Madison. Right, yeah. I ended up telling you at the end that was my favorite one of the week. Remember I gave you four last week, and that was the fourth, and I ended up putting that one in and saying it was my favorite the more yeah. I talked about it. So yeah. I did go big on that one. Um, and win that one as well. Okay, Sportsbook 101, and then we'll do our lock of the week and get on out of here. Sportsbook 101, I kind of just went to real quickly. This is something we've talked about before. This is more I need to talk to myself right now, Killian. Um, I need to remind myself of this lesson. Be careful double or triple or quadruple teaming a single team or bet into multiple tickets. You get yourself in trouble, and I'm not going to say never do it. I'm just saying be careful because you kind of take what the slate gives you, right? Like, each slate is different, both from a DFS perspective and from a, a betting perspective. There's some slates where you have more teasers. There's some slates where you have more straights. There's some slates where you play more DFS and more props because you don't like the games as much. Or maybe just some weeks you go more over-under. You or I don't bet much on over-unders generally. Um, we're not the over-under types. I'm not saying there's not value there. Maybe that's something I need to look at more in the future. Um, but just reminding you, be careful 
Um, there are some weeks like last week where I just didn't see any possible way with a depleted Jets offensive line and with no Brees Hall and Buffalo, a big you know, 12, 13 point favorite. I didn't see how they would not win that game by two points. That just seemed like a, a layup to me. So that's going to happen sometimes, though, in the NFL. There's going to be t- there's going to be weeks where Josh Allen comes out inside the ten yard line and throws a horrible pass for an interception, and then throws a horrible pass in his end of the territory, and then you know cost them directly mm-hmm. ten to fourteen points right there. There's going to be weeks where the defense decides that they're going to let a depleted offensive line go ninety six yards in the closing minutes of the game. Uh, that's just how it works sometimes. That's why when we tell you these these wagers, the thing with sports investing and sports betting is you're always looking for that edge. You go play blackjack, you got like a 49% chance, give or take, on any hand. You go play roulette, you may as well just put a gun to your head. <laughs> play 10 paces or whatever. Uh, you know, Russian roulette, that's what it's, what it's like. But um, craps, there's better odds, obviously. Not as good as sports. But sports betting is where there is an edge when it comes to wagering money. It's fun. It's something you can be profitable at, which we've been proving to you um, with a lock of the week in our picks. If you go back week to week, um, so, but that's what the end of the day, why you, why you say Killian, that a, a really good bet that you're strong and probably is a 65% 70 chance, 65 to 70% chance of hitting. Right. You know? Yeah. And some of these games, when we say something like, well, we like him, but we don't love them. Those are probably more like 54 to 55% type, um, winning your money. Like there's, there's an edge in sports if you know what you're doing. So, but long story short, take what the slate gives you and there. I'm not going to tell you to never not double or triple team a bet, but just know that it, you know, if you do it, sometimes it makes sense to do it on paper. It could blow up in your face. So just maybe, you know, work on budgeting your money accordingly. So do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, one little two cents for me that isn't even all that, uh, related is just, <clears throat> it kind of goes without saying, but, um, on these parlays and stuff, just realize what you're doing to your odds when you do them. Because those big payouts, they can look really attractive, but, I mean, plus 2,000, that's a 1 in 20 chance of winning. I I, tell, I mean, I, I have friends that bet, and a lot of them are into the parlays and stuff, and I tell them, like, what's wrong with doubling your money? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I don't get. Which I, I get, you like, some people don't want it, to, it feels good to only risk a couple bucks and have the chance to win hundreds, but you're decreasing your odds so much that it, it comes back into proportion, is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. Like I've I've never understood that. I, I understand. I mean, even in DFS, I I used to be a tournament player. I mean, I had a night where I won thirty thousand dollars in one night on MLB. I had a night where I won twenty five thousand dollars in one night. But eventually, after doing that, you start chasing and you start realizing this is not sustainable. You can't. It, it'll it, sure if you play enough. If you play every day for a year, you might hit it once. Maybe, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. that's a maybe. And sure, I hit two and. I hit two out of like thirty chances. Like I, 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 I won a twenty-five and thirty k within thirty wage, two, thirty entries of each other. Isn't that incredible? That is incredible. But then I started chasing. I'm like, Props oh, this is easy. Still being here. But then, I, yeah, I know, right? But then I realized after a while, like, then, then I probably entered another hundred and twenty-five or hundred fifty and never won again. Yeah. And then I realized this is not. This is stupid. Like, like what you just said is a great lesson. What's wrong with doubling your money and, and wagering smart and building a bankroll and making money? Like. You you know if if you look at sports betting, it's going to let you to retire early. You're going to be a failure. Mm-hmm. If you look at sports betting as this is a nice way to supplement my income, give me some extra money, give me something I can be competitive at and fun at, and kind of almost as dumb as this sounds, almost look at it as like a part time job. Sure, yeah. It's it's if, if you're doubling your money and betting kind of you know fifty five percent bets and sixty percent bets. You're probably going to come out on, on top after a while. And again, I feel like it takes a few years of doing this and learning. And I took my lumps. That's why I've gotten good at this. It takes a while. You're in, so, and, and plus, if you're wagering that way, Killian, the more doubling your bankroll, you're less apt to just walk away and get frustrated because you never win. Right. Because I mean, a lot of it is, is, is this does sound. I'm not saying this in a degenerate way. 
this will sound degenerate, but if you become if you lose and then just walk away, that's a loser mentality. Like you're never you shouldn't you shouldn't have played in the first place if you're hardly going to wager and then get out. If you're right. only going to be willing to lose twenty bucks, there's probably no point in even doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying bet beyond your means, but this is something you can win at. But it's something you've got to practice at. It's like anything else. It's like going to the gym. Like are you going to give up because the third day? You know, your arms are sore and all of a sudden you can't lift as much or you get on the scale after the fourth day of a diet, you're down the first three and then all of a sudden you gain a pound because you've been gaining muscle. Like yeah. you can't give up on these things. You got to keep at it and plug away and, and do the right things. And the, pro- the so much of this is process. Yeah. Learning the correct process. There'll be good weeks and there'll be bad weeks. You know, there's or in my case, there's been a couple of great weeks and then last week was kind of horrific for me. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to know that's part of the game. So. That's something to know, and I hopefully, hopefully, just you know, hopefully, everyone listening considers us friends and can learn from us, and, and these lessons are, are valuable. All right, lock of the week. Are you ready to end this with a bang and make the people some money out there, Killian? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's make you some money on FanDuel with Dave O's lock of the week. I want to start off the week ten lock of the week in the NFL video. We're 35 wins and 19 losses, but we lost last week because of the Raiders. I got two things to say to you, Las Vegas. Screw you. What the hell? 17 nothing and you blow the game. 20 to 7 at half, you blow the game. And as a result, I had to eat this this week. Ramen noodles. But not this week, baby. We're getting back at the filet mignon because we're going to Miami. And I have spoken with Governor-elect Ron DeSantis. A big win last night. He called me on my cell phone. He's banned some books in Florida, including the Cleveland Browns playbook. It's been banned. They're going to have no idea what's going on when they get to Miami. The Dolphins minus three and a half. That's it on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Are you kidding me? Pound the Dolphins. The lock of the week. Minus three and a half. They cannot stop this Dolphins offense. And stick with us here. Follow us right here on TikTok. We're giving you a lock of the week every single week. And listen to the podcast, the KC Press Box with me, Davo, and Killian White. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, the KC Press Box. We go against the spread every single NFL game. This is the cream of the crop, though. Week 10. The Dolphins minus three and a half. Let's <laughs> Let's go. I'm a big fan of that one. Dude, don't, don't you, you had no idea that I talked to Ron DeSantis about which books are banned in no, Florida. Yeah, I mean, he had a busy day. I don't know how he had time. He but. banned the Browns playbook, dude. They can't they can't be viewed. They're going to forget the whole thing by the time they get down there. Speaking of Florida and betting, did you see uh, Tua was like the, the Oh, yeah, the, Tua the got number, the write-ins. Yeah, he got the write-ins. He was, uh, for Marco Rubio's seat, uh, he was the number four candidate. Didn't he get like 1,800 or something like that? It's like 17,000. Was it 17,000? Yeah. What Must is wrong all, with people? Everybody in Miami. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you don't like any of the candidates, why not, right? Why not? Well, the KC Press Box, I feel like we had a really good episode this week. I feel pretty good about where we're at. Um, Any final thoughts here? We always should mention FanDuel Sportsbook. Again, the promo code, your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 at sign-up. Just use our promo code BOX, B-O-X. First bet is no sweat. I'm just saying, the Dolphins. Now, real quick, I I liked this last week we did this, and we both got our other pick. You were uh, big on the Seahawks on that hit. Last week, do you have a lock of the week? If you were picking a lock of the week, uh, I did. I do like the um, the sorry the Dolphins. The Dolphins quite a bit. The, uh, there was one more that I liked. I can't. Remember. Oh, the, the Titans again. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I would say that's probably exactly. I would say those are probably my two strongest, but I'm most strong. Do we go ahead and lock the Dolphins in now? Do you think? At three and a half, like, do you think see it's going to hit three? On that one. Yeah, see what Fanduel has the juice at right now. Because I'm just wondering if we should just go ahead and put it in. It's, on a, this it's one ten either way. Yeah, I think I think it, it'll probably stay there. 
based on what we're seeing, but yeah. Is it more I, likely to hit four or three? I'll say four. Yeah, I'm going to say four also. But maybe it's worth the risk because you don't lose on four. Like if you wait and it goes to four, at least you don't lose on four. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, maybe yeah. it's worth the risk of having it go down to three. Yeah. So I got to think about that. I'm going to be actually going to Nebraska for a couple of days where you can't bet quite yet. So you can in Iowa, but I'll be going through Iowa on the way up there and on the way back. But I got to think about how I'm going to do that because I can't, uh, I won't be able to make any bets on Friday. Right. So I got to figure out exactly. It kind of screws up my playbook a little bit. Anyway, the KC Press Box. We'll talk to you again next week. Killian, sign us off. We are out. Powered by FanDuel, it's the KC Press Box with Davo and Killian White.